loves, welcome back to the podcast. I am so, so excited to be back and to be able to talk about today's topic. Before we get in, I actually wanted to give a quick apology for the delay for this specific podcast release. It is not a coincidence that the week I am about to preach to you all about being passionate for God was the same week that I felt the least amount of motivation to be passionate for him myself. Last week was a battle. I felt so many things attacking my emotional stability. I literally felt so tired, so lazy, sad, and distracted. I really had to take a quick pause and reflect on my own well-being. I feel like when someone preaches consistently and frequently, they have to constantly keep watch. I say this for two reasons. One being that I don't ever want you guys to belittle how hard it is to preach. It takes so much devotion and fight in order to write these things because it is not our own words but instead it's God's. So literally us as preachers, we're crucifying our flesh and throwing away our own thoughts and desires so that God can speak for us. We are simply vessels for God. Therefore, please pray for those who are preaching because it is a fight to write a whole message because the enemy does not like watching people become vessels of God. So he does not hesitate to come at the worst times and try to break us. Secondly, I say this with hope that it will inspire someone out there to begin preaching. I feel like I have spoken to so many people who speak with pure discernment and wisdom from God but they refuse to go into preaching because they think that they aren't as passionate as someone like me. I hope that this can be something that you can reflect on. And I pray that someone out there realizes that I am not perfect. I preach out of love that I have for my father, but I battle too. And I get tired and I get lazy, even after literally preaching about how to not be lazy. And that is not because I am a hypocrite, but because I am nothing without God. I am still learning how to live what I preach. So please know that I'm growing with you. All right, so in our most recent podcast, we spoke on how and why we should gain trust in God. We learned the importance in accepting his existence and how to use that acceptance so you can open your heart to trusting him. Today, we will be focusing on how we can show our love to God through our lives by using the passion within us. Before we go into it, let's pray. Father God, I thank you for being the faithful Father that you are. I thank you for placing this word into my heart and I ask that as I release it, that you speak the way that you want to speak, Father God. 
I ask that you open the hearts of those that are listening and that everyone who wants to be vulnerable to you, everyone who wants to develop passion for you and learn how to put you as their first priority, I just pray that you open their ears and you open their minds so that they can listen to what you have to say to us, Father God. We love you and we are ready to hear your voice, God. Thank you again for being the merciful God that you are. And in Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. So, I'm going to jump right into it because my goodness, it's a lot to... um, a lot to take in really it's all surrounding on passion so when we're talking about becoming passionate for God it means turning our emotional desires for him and allowing those desires to reflect through our actions this is a big step to take in faith but I consider it to be one of the most beautiful Just like in relationships, when you go from liking someone for so long to becoming a couple with them, to becoming married, you're taking these big steps and you're showing through your actions that this is a relationship you care about and that this is someone you want to spend your life here on earth with. This is very similar to how our relationship with God should be. We have gone through the stage of love. We learned how his love is our foundation and how we can use that love to open our hearts to him. After, we go into the stage of trust and we learn how to use that love that he's provided us to open our hearts to trusting him. Now we're going to learn how to use all the built-up desire that we hold within ourselves to push us into genuinely pursuing Him through our lifestyle. So the main verse for today is Philippians chapter 1 verse 21 and it says, For to me, living means living for Christ and dying is even better. Now, I know that we just read that verse without any context, and it sounds very different. Honestly, I love this verse. Like, even just by itself, without the context. I love that it just says, living means living for Christ, and dying is just so much better. But, thankfully, we're going to get context, so let's read verses 20 through 27. It says, For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ, as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. For to me, living means living for Christ, and dying is even better. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me. 
but for your sakes, it is better that I continue to live. Knowing this, I am convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. And when I come to you again, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he is doing through me. And this is verse 27. It says, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Now the person who was writing this was Paul. I think majority of us know Paul, but if you need a quick overview, he is the beautiful man of God who wrote most of the New Testament. And he actually used to kill Christians before going into faith, but God being the powerful God that he is, he allowed a light from heaven to blind Paul. So Paul was blinded for three days. Throughout those days, I have to assume that he encountered God and all that faithlessness became faith. So Ananias, who was another man of God, came and healed Paul. So this was the start of Paul's journey, specifically in this text surrounding Philippians. This was to the church of Philippi. And he was expressing what I firmly believe is his passionate mentality towards the way that he lived for God. He literally says living means living for Christ and dying is even better. So I will definitely go in depth into how powerful these words are. But first, I want us to understand what it even means to be passionate. So according to Google, passion has no boundary. According to the word of God, to be passionate means to be sensitive to wisdom. To understand how these go hand in hand, we must know the definition of wisdom. According to Google, Wisdom is the soundness of an action or decision regarding the application of experience, knowledge, and good judgment. I know that I just gave you a lot of definitions and some of them don't even sound like it makes sense, but we're gonna make sense out of it. I want us to tie it all together to make a big definition of passion. To be passionate means to use your knowledge and experience of something or someone to motivate the emotion to turn into an action so that there is no boundary within the pursuit. How do we apply this to us? To be passionate for God, you must use the knowledge of Him and experiences with Him to move you into living for him so that you do not limit who he is and what he can do. This is exactly why we keep saying love and trust come first because both stages 
require you to get to know him. This stage needs you to use that knowledge which you can gain from his word and experiences with him which you can gain through prayer so that it can become more than just knowledge and experience but instead become part of your committed faith. Passion gives meaning to your emotion towards God. Passion is an action, it is not a feeling. It is using what you know or what you have experienced from something or someone towards dedicating yourself to that thing. To help you better understand, I'll give you an example. If I hear that someone is passionate about cards, I am being made aware that this person does not just know about cards, but they're an expert because they don't just have knowledge, but they also have experience. This is similar to what it means to be passionate for God. If you were to tell me that you are passionate for God, I have to assume that you are actively living a life that is dedicated to him, meaning that you are bold when you speak about him and people around you don't even need to hear that you're a Christian because they already know it through how you live. When I think of someone who is passionate, I think of someone who reflects a heart like Jesus, someone who is so clearly a light, someone who is completely different than this world. If someone who never spoke about Jesus publicly did not even show good character and clearly supported the things that the world supports, tried to come up to me and say, well, I'm passionate for Christ, I would be very confused because God makes sure that those who want to be called his child clearly show a mark that puts them out to be different than this world. This mark is only driven by passion. The light that we're called to carry can only be bright if passion is driving it. Passion is not temporary. Passion is not an emotion. Passion is living intentionally. Passion is choosing to live for God rather than live for yourself. I hope you guys have a better understanding on what passion is, because I can't preach on it if we're gonna have different definitions. So now that we know and understand what passion really is, I'm going to jump into today's poem that is titled, My Pursuit. Forgive me, Father, for procrastinating and taking so much time to devote myself to you. Forgive me for committing the same sins. Forgive me for allowing the darts of the enemy aimed at my mind and heart to conquer my spirit. I desire and ask for so much, yet I put no effort to fight these battles. Forgive me for forgetting not to just choose you at this altar, but to choose you when surrounded by the filth in this world. I want to put up a fight this time. I'm done growing and dying. Father, this is not just my want, but my declaration for my spirit. I need these I wants to become I wills. 
I will no longer desire you inside and do nothing about it. I will be cleansed through your word day and night, and I will run to you no matter the shame, fear, and anxiety that is thrown at me. I will allow you to guide me while I'm blindfolded and trust you even if it's into the unknown. I will let you penetrate my spirit so I may produce fruit. I need you and only you, Father, and I'm ready for you. I want to fall into a deep love for you, to the point where my heart aches if I haven't read your word. My soul is left thirsty if I haven't worshipped you, and my heart is overwhelmed with thoughts because it hasn't spoken to its father, friend, or love. Father, I will dive into who you are and drown in your holiness, stain my heart and transform who I am. This world did nothing for me. The sin I committed couldn't satisfy me the way you have. This world poured into the hole in my heart, but they used acid. They made the hole bigger and tried consuming my heart. When they left me to die, you found me holding my sin. It was the only thing I could live off of. It was all they left with me. But you held me and what was left of my heart. And with your holiness, you allowed my heart, mind, and soul to consume you. How could I allow myself to believe going into deep waters with you would drown and hurt my spirit? All it did was hook my heart to you. How could I allow my mind to believe that when I stumbled, I was no longer worthy of consuming you, when turning to you allowed me to see your beautiful grace? How could I allow my heart to believe your love wasn't good enough to fill it, when all your love did was overwhelm me to the point where I had no other choice but to pass it on to others? I now understand why the enemy wanted me to believe those lies. He knew that once I knew my Holy Father the way I do now, that he could never capture me again. For my Father is the great I am. He is everything I need and everything I want. He is my shepherd. He is my first love, my joy, my peace, my breath, my healer, my best friend, my provider my incredible father who will never betray me, who will never leave me and never disown me. It is an honor to be given this opportunity to get a glimpse of your holiness and who you are here on earth. One day, your holiness will absorb my sight and I get to worship you for eternity. This is no longer my desire, but my passion and my pursuit. Uh, so that is the end and out of this entire poem there's one line that I want to target and it is the line that says I desire and ask for so much yet I have put no effort to fight these battles now why did I focus on this one line even though it contradicts true passion well, I kind of answered my own question. At the time of writing this poem, I felt so much frustration because of all the desire 
for God that was in me, but I was not using it for my benefit. I knew that I loved him, and through my experience with him, I fell deeply in love with him, but I was stuck because I thought that passion was an emotion and intimacy was given to me, meaning that I would only speak to him when I desired him and I did not do my part in our relationship. I expected him to hand everything to me, including the freedom from my bondages. The change in my lifestyle would not happen until I became intentional and did my part within our relationship. So if you are going to take anything out of this podcast, take this note. Passion is not a free gift, but it is earned. The free gift that we are given is grace, his love and mercy. But passion is developed once we accept and dive deeper into these free gifts. I want us to go back to the word. The reason I chose Philippians 1.21 as the main verse is because Paul is someone who was intentional and passionate in relationship with God. He understood that grace, love, and mercy were a given, but that he was going to use those things to develop his passion for God. And I can tell through his mentality that he devoted himself to God. He literally said, living means living for Christ and dying is even better. He says this because he knows that his life is dedicated to preaching the word of God. But he also knows that dying is his real desire because he will get to spend eternity with God. Later in this chapter, he adds how as much as he does desire to be with God, that he knows Preaching to the world was the mission that he had to complete. And while on this mission, he agreed that he must live a life that is worthy of the good news. He's not saying that he needs to earn the good news because the good news is our free gift. It is the fact that Jesus Christ died for us. But he is saying that he needs to make that sacrifice meaningful for his life by living a life dedicated to Christ. That is passion. Passion is vulnerability and choosing God's will over your own. Passion is deciding to not lose sight of the word of God because you know if you allow it to penetrate your heart, it will give you life and healing. Passion is consistently walking your walk with God with intention. Passion is allowing God to be what he is meant to be in your life, which is your father, your guidance, your judge, your rock, your safe place, and your healer. Once that passion is developed, it will help you begin to truly live for God. I want to make it clear that this is not a step-by-step on how to live for God. I refuse to do that because that would be me doing the work for you. It is really up to you if you want to live for God. If you choose to do so, then the Holy Spirit will have your back. All you need is an open mind 
an open heart and open ears. Be sensitive to the Spirit and do not second guess the voice of God. I'm not saying wait for it to come audibly like he's going to scream at you from the sky, but be open to how God speaks to you. He has spoken to me through songs, through the word, obviously, all the time, um, through prayer, through dreams, through visions, through different encounters, through people. Like, he speaks to you through any way that he wants, but you just have to be willing. But do not second guess his voice or ignore his voice. If you wholeheartedly ask God to speak to you, he will not ignore your cry. You just have to stay available with an open heart. You need to accept his love, trust his existence, and gain passion through your vulnerability. Because you won't be vulnerable towards someone you don't trust, and you won't trust someone who you don't know. So these are the stages of this relationship. Now, I want us to end this podcast with this one verse from 1 John chapter 5, verse 3, that says, Loving God means keeping His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. The way we can love God is by living a life where we become the lights that He has called us to be. Loving God is being bold and standing firm in our faith. Loving God is refusing to turn away from his voice. I love that last part of the verse that says his commandments are not burdensome. Meaning the things that God asks of me does not bother me because he loved me first and now I love him. So I'm willing to do what it takes to live a life for him. I think that mentality definitely falls into the category of passion. Because of course it used to be so burdensome to attempt to turn away from my sinful desires when I barely knew God and when I did not even trust Him. Therefore nothing motivated me to run from my sin. Yet now. I haven't just gotten to know him, but I have fallen in love with who he is. I trust him with my life, and I'm devoted to living for him. I want to stay away from my sinful desires because I have ignited my passion for him. So guys, I pray that you guys reach this point. I personally stayed in this very superficial relationship with God for so long. It was so many years of me just knowing about his love, knowing about his grace. Oh, I love how he loves me. And I was struggling in so much sin. And I would trust in my own desires for him, in the idea of relationship for him. I thought those things would keep me away from my sin, but it didn't. It did not help me live a life for God. It was only then that I decided to be intentional and vulnerable to the voice of God that I finally reached a point of becoming passionate for Him. 
And I finally understood the difference between emotions and faith. It's beautiful to have your eyes open to these things. So I want to pray for you guys. And I really hope that this touched your hearts. Father God, I thank you for the word that you gave us today. I thank you for being the bold and faithful God that you are. I thank you for desiring us, for wanting us to choose you over ourselves. I thank you for giving us this free will where we're able to fall in love with you first and be able to gain trust in you so that we can become passionate for our relationship with you, Father God. Although this word did not supply a step-by-step -step plan on how to grow in passion for you, God, I ask that the things that were said, that the listeners are able to use these things to walk into intimacy with you and learn how to be passionate within their relationship with you, God. I ask that their lifestyles be transformed, that they're able to crucify their own fleshly desires in exchange for your promise and your grace and your purpose, God, because we know that the things that you will supply us are better than what we could supply ourselves, God. I thank you again for being our father, for being our best friend, and for being the God who wants to teach us, who wants to show us how to be better in relationship with you. We come to you with an open heart and an open mind, and I just pray over those that are listening that their hearts were touched and that they're able to want more with you, God. We all love you deeply and we desire to go deeper in relationship with you, God. So I thank you again for this word and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Oh my goodness, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. This was a difficult one. Again, it was no, no coincidence that it took a while to release this because it was just this is something that's going to be very life-changing and i know because it has already shifted my mentality in how i view passion and how i view intimacy with god so i pray that it touches your hearts as well and I am just so thankful for those who are still listening or still reading because this will be on my website. And I know that God is ready to do great things. So please stay tuned for this Friday because although I was late on this podcast, I will be releasing Deeper in Discipline this upcoming Friday. So guys, just please continue to pray for me. And I myself will be praying for every single one of you. If you have a prayer petition, please, please, please DM me on my Instagram. And contact me any way that you can. And I'm more than happy to pray with you or help you in any way that I can. So I love you guys so much. And I thank you all for listening. 
and I will see you this Friday. Have a blessed rest of your night.